Today on Reps, it is celebrity trainer Don Saladino, my former co-host. We're going to discuss his MNF cover shoot for the return of muscle and fitness in print in fall 2021, the fitness landscape post-pandemic, how long he thinks it'll take for gyms to return to normal, and the super secret way to get abs overnight. All right, I made that last one up. Today's show is generously sponsored by GNC. From the number one selling lit pre-workout to the game-changing Burn MF, Beyond Raw formulas are made to make a real difference. And with the explosive flavors like Jolly Rancher Watermelon and Green Apple, Gummy Worm and Iced Tea Lemonade, you'll keep coming back for more. So get to GNC or GNC.com and go beyond the fire with Beyond Raw. I actually can't believe how many people, you know, walking through airports, people are just like, oh my God. You're Don Saladino. Where's Zach? I'm like, Zach's not with me. We're podcast partners. We're not like, we're not like walking around in airports together. They're like, oh my God, we love it. It's fantastic. They're like, wait a minute. Wait a second here. You, no, it's you it's touching. You don't, you don't sack him. You don't sock him away in your backpack and take him with you. Oh yeah, but it's, it's, it's touching. You know, people confront us, you know, you know, we've, you and I, even in New York city, we've been walking around the streets a couple of times. You've had people confront us and be like, you know, we love the podcast. We love what's going on, you know, down by New York Plaza. A couple of times you and I went for lunch and, you know, people are confronting us and they're yeah. you know, no, asking no. about the show. And it's, it's, it's always a good feeling. It's always no, it nice. Was it was nice to have, uh, see women throw themselves at you and then bypass me. Uh, oh, you're just saying that because your wife listened to this. They were all over you also. knows. <laughs> Right. When you got this, when you're, when you're bringing this out, you know. Um, Especially when people are like, do you remember the podcast when Zach cut his beard with the dull scissors? Do you remember <laughs> when was, he drank that, that cucumber juice or whatever he did, and then he spit it into a cup and drank it again? Oh, God, that's disgusting. Yeah, Can't even talk about it. Or yeah. the, t- t- the time Jordan Shallow was on and everyone was kind of calling out who they thought were fakes in the industry. Like, it was pretty funny. Yeah, like that very, a very uncharacteristic of us. But well, anyway. that's the thing, man. It's like I don't, I don't follow many people in the yeah. industry. Like I really don't. So when people present influence or A, B, or C or D, I, I'm just not interested. Like I listen. I'm all for people making a living and, and making money and stuff. But the, the truth is, when it comes to this stuff, there's there's certain people that I trust and turn to, and. Uh, that's it, man. It's, it's not about how flashy somebody is or necessarily if they can do like a backflip off a BOSU ball, you know, like it's. Which is impressive. Yeah, I can't <laughs> but do very, that. But I mean, very I dangerous. I wish I could do that. Trust me. If I could do that, uh, life would be different for me. Yeah, it, 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 it is. I mean, we, and I feel like we're having the same conversation that we had two years ago, but it is amazing how, you know, because of someone's following other people's think that they're on even ground like some of the best strength coaches i know on the planet men and women who are very educated have been doing this for 20 30 years they may not have five to ten thousand followers right. you know yet yet there are guys i know that have three plus million and you know they couldn't coach their way out of a you know out of a out of a out of a high school gym they, they would have no idea where it even started yeah. and um that to me is kind of a shame but you know what's worse is when someone doesn't really know it's not their job to know you know who to listen to you know so the consumer who's following social media and they're and they're looking for fitness tips they don't they don't know it's like coming yeah. to me and being like you know we're gonna go for stock tips like you know i have a couple of clients that i would ask but if i didn't have that i would um wh- where am i gonna go like you know so i think it's very easy to fall into that trap of you know believing what you hear especially if something looks attractive you know through uh through digital 
well, you know, to that, to that end, have you noticed, um, you know, you're working with more people probably now, at least communicating with more people now because you're, you're all digital, you know, ha- have, have you noticed that with so many people being home that there's more misinformation or there's more things that you're kind of combating or is it the same amount of uh, stuff that you've always been having to deal with? No, you know, I've been pretty lucky, I think, because, you know, I did, I do have a reputation in the industry and and I've owned brick and mortar clubs. So I've done it from both ends. I've been in the brick and mortar business for 15 years and I've been in the digital business for probably another uh, 12. So, um, you know, between the app business or, you know, uh, selling programs or, or playbook or whatever it might be. So I've kind of been in the mix for a while. So I don't, I feel like when I jumped into this, it was just more of an opportunity to say, all right, I could kind of put all my eggs into one basket right now. Cause I'm unable to focus on the brick and mortar. I think people, I mean, especially the people joining my challenges, the ones, the challenges are my coaching platform. So someone can join my challenge every month and they're going to have me coaching them through video daily and um, they'll, they'll ask questions, but they're never like combative about it or they're never, um, you know, they're never like, well, so-and-so said, or like, you know, they, they might be like, listen, I read this. What's your opinion on it? And I always give my opinion. I mean, unless it's scientific fact, most of the time it's, you know, in fitness, it's an opinion. Um, so many scientific facts have just changed throughout the years. I can't tell you how much information I read 20 years ago that now those same coaches are like, well, that was my thought process then, or that was the research we did that then we right. found out different things now. So, right. But isn't that the thing, right? Science is evolving. It's all, it's constantly evolving and things change. Like we're as you know, animals were changing constantly. So I'm not, I'm not shocked that things don't stay the same. Um, you know, but I, I want to, you're vaccinated, right? Yeah. Do you, do you, uh, are you surprised by all this, uh, uproar over this like you know or, or is it just uh you know i know i know you don't get into you know talking politically which i don't really don't think this is i think this is no it's not no like you know no, i just don't get it you know what i think at a certain point like i'm not a listen i'm not a doctor and we're not doctors and you know i you feel like, like it's, you look like one with those glasses on I feel like it's the same with a lot of these holistic coaches who, or these, um, or these people who suddenly develop a following and they want to give their opinion on things. And they're, you know, I, you know, I heard a woman commenting about, you know, um, you know, juicing and all this stuff. And then someone's butting in about cancer and like, listen, you, I just, we just had to bury my dad's best friend two weeks ago and um, you know, he needed cancer treatment, right. cancer treatment, and it still didn't work. You know, but now people are jumping on, oh, you know, juicing and like all this bullshit. It's like, come on, you're, you're, you're not a doctor. And I think that's part of the issue. I was hesitant in the beginning. I mean, you hear about, you know, vaccinations and, 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 and potentially harming, you know, children or, um, you know, you know, you worry about my 14 year old daughter because, you know, people are spreading rumors about, oh, you know, vaccinations. And in the past, maybe she'll become sterile. And you get these things in your head and you're like, all right, well, let's just sit and wait a little bit and try. And these are real things. I mean, it might be tough topics to talk about, but these were real things that were in my wife and I's head. And we were saying to ourselves, okay, this is, this is a, a decision we have to make. But, you know, after, you know, confiding with, you know, in doctors who are friends of ours and family members that are doctors, and I can't tell you how many people we call to do our due diligence. 
And every one of them was saying, every single one of them said, get your children vaccinated. You know, and at a certain point, I just, I got to listen to the professionals here. I can't turn around and take it upon myself. Well, what if, what if, what if, like, all right, well, what if, what if the alcohol you're drinking is going to cause your liver to fry one day because your body just can't handle it? Like there are, there are drunks that can live an entire life into their nineties, you know, abusing cigarettes and alcohol. And there's, you know, you look at someone like Sean Perrine, who, you know, was, you know, your old boss and our really good friend who never smoked a day in his life, never drank, diagnosed with throat cancer. Like, excuse my language, shit just happens sometimes. It really does. And yeah, you haven't said shit before. So if you were going to excuse your language, I felt like it would have been the first shit, not the second shit. Did I say shit already? <laughs> sorry. I didn't know that. Shit. I'm sorry. Um, but, you know, I, I, I'm not a doctor. I just have to, you know, I have to make the best decision, um, right. you know, that, that, that my wife and I know to make. And if someone else decides not to do it, you know, Unfortunately, I can't say it's it's just on them. It's not just on them. It could potentially be on other people now because by them not getting vaccinated, this could be jeopardizing the well-being of other people. Right. Um, you know, how many people have been vaccinated that have you know tested positive for COVID afterwards? Or um, someone sitting at my parents' table at the wedding they were at a few weeks ago tested positive for COVID. My parents are vaccinated, but they're seventy-five. Mm-hmm. You know they're you know, locked in their home and they're going in for COVID tests and they're waiting for results and thank God they're fine. But no, the fear is still there. I just think that, you know, in my opinion, I'm doing what we need to do for our family to do the right thing. Like all we can do is the right, that we feel is the right decision for ourselves, but it's scary. So how has the industry thing changed? Um, whether it be in the short term or the long term or both, um, you know, since everything has gone down, I'm not, not like the vaccine thing, but I mean, I do think people are still, a lot of people might be still hesitant to go back into to gyms. Uh, I think traffic, I've read, you know, reports and surveys and studies that uh, traffic is up, you know, going up again, there's an uptick, but at the same time, there's a lot of people who don't really feel as though they're quite there yet because of, you know, the state of things, um, you know, but, but what else in the, like, what have you noticed? Like uh, have, have the, the questions changed, have the, uh, the, the goals changed. What is it that people are kind of searching for now? Um, you know, what's interesting is is, is getting getting to the getting to the talk, topic of occupancy. I don't like gyms aren't gyms aren't back yet. Like they're 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 not fully back yet. What what I am seeing, especially in the city, is there are lots lots of my friends own facilities and. There, um, there are a lot of facilities that went out of business or decided, like myself, not to resign my lease after 15 years. And um, there is a little bit of a struggle, one, with staffing, because a lot of these coaches now are finding a different way where they don't have to give, you know, whatever the percentage is, 60%, 70% to Equinox. And they're getting, they're, they were forced to get entrepreneurial and run their own businesses. So good for them. Um, I'm also seeing that the gym goer who is in there five to six days a week is now making that decision to, you know, go in two to three days a week and they have their Peloton at home or they're doing my program online or they're doing something to where, you know, they can get it done at home and not deal with that commute. And for everyone, even in the city, if you're walking out of your building and going to the gym next door, there's time you walk in, you check in. You find a piece of equipment, you start warming up. I mean, you lose, you know, you lose time. So I think the convenience factor has really um, uh, 
has really been improved in people's lives because they were forced to figure out a way over the last 18 months to two years how to do it without the without the gym. But I don't think I don't think gyms are going to fully restore for a while. I'm still I've been saying this for a long time. I I rolled the dice, and I'm not. This is not to say I'm the smartest human being or I knew something that no one else knew. But when my when my um, when we were forced to close March of 2020, and then um, my lease expired May 30th of 2020, we we couldn't move our equipment out, and we started renegotiating a lease. So we renegotiated. And the landlord was like, "Well." You know, you got to get your stuff out of there if you're not going to resign the lease. I'm like, by law, you can't make me get it out of there. Like, I don't, I can't bring trucks in. And September, when Cuomo got on, or was it like September, October, when he got on, he said that you gyms are now to, allowed to reopen at 33% occupancy. You know, I was, I already started my new kind of focus and my new job had started and my new, you know, um, I guess, platform of fulfillment because it wasn't just about making money. It was about allowing me to feel fulfilled, had begun and it was doing really well. And, you know, I just said, no, there's, there's no way, like there's no way gyms can come in right now and operate and survive. And some of them have, but our club, there was no shot. Like when you're, when you have, you know, 300, 400 active members and you're relying upon these people to come in and spend a big ticket every month, way more than they'd spend at Equinox. It's not happening. These people were moving. They were, um, they were building gyms at home. They were moving out to their secondary homes. So it was more of a premium model. There was no way. And it was the right decision because everyone, like the landlord, everyone who said, oh, it's fine, it's fine. They were, they were all wrong. And it's still not fully back yet. And they're still you know, skeptics out there and there's still a potential, there's still this uptick. So I don't see it returning fully anytime soon. I don't know if it'll ever return fully. Fitness will never die. It will never, um, it will never go away. I just think now people are realizing there are other ways to get them out of the monotony of doing things in one spot, five, six days a week. And now I'll do two workouts at home, make things a little bit more convenient, go to the gym. I'm enjoying my time there a little bit more. What's your opinion? Yeah, no, that's, that's actually what a lot of the people I speak with, uh, you know, some, some do enjoy going to the gym. It's also a reason or to get out and do something. Um, but I do think it's it not going as often has been, has been helpful for some people. Um, it just, it changes things up. Uh, sometimes it's, it's kind of a, you don't want to go and do the commute or you don't want to deal with the, the asshole who spits the gum in the water fountain, yep. pees all over the seat or something like that. Like you just don't want to deal with it. So, but it also, you know, it's nice because these places do have equipment that you likely do not have at home, um, which is always good to change things up and good to keep things fresh. But you know, what I've been doing is I, you know, you've, been kind enough to create a program for me, which has helped mm-hmm. me get back. Thank in you. Time. Um, I've been, you know, training with um, Strauss Zelnick um, mm-hmm. and doing things with him, uh, which is also, he trains a different way than I do. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's just, it's been fun. And I, and that, that's something that I needed. And I'm also between the program you made me and doing some things uh, with him, I'm doing moves that I kind of put on the back burner for no reason. Um, I just, hadn't done them in a while, but now I'm being forced to do them. And it's clear that I need to practice them more. Uh, I'm certainly just, there's just certain things where I'm like, damn, like that, that got me, you know, like you got me doing one leg loop bridges and I haven't done those in a minute. Like, yeah, reason, I just forgot about it. And it's like, 
you know, you work something like that back in, or you start to, you know, do, you know, uh, types of side planks or like, you know, pull throughs. And it's like, it starts to, you know, it starts to work and it starts to, you start to feel kind of like that, um, like you used to. And, and it's easy when you're doing the same old stuff all the time and you're going to work or you're going to an office and then you're, you're rushing to get a workout. And I know that's different for you. You were a gym owner. So it's also, you know, it's, it's a little bit different, but, um, yeah, like it's, it's just been more enjoyable for me. No, and one, I appreciate that, but you're a hundred percent right. I mean, the, the average person out there, they're not going to know what you know, or what I know about fitness and they're not going to be able to make decisions. Like they're not going in there and they're not designing their program to where it's like, okay, in my warm up, am I going to hop on the bike and just pedal and get my heart rate up? Or am I going to do something really targeted? That's going to help me someone who sits not me in general, but you know, the average worker, you know, eight to 10 hours a day at a, at a chair, how am I going to unwind all that tightness that over the years is basically going to force my body to pretty much go to sleep. And that's what happens to our bodies. It's just, we sit, we stop moving. It's like lowering a boat. Like for those people out there that have been on the water and have been on boats before, like if you take an engine and you lower it into the water and you leave it there for a week, two weeks, five weeks, three months, five months, it starts developing moss on it. It starts developing barnacles on it. And it can get to the point where you start it up, like it might not start. And the boat's going to have so much moss on it that when you run it, it's going to be running sluggish. I've seen it. And what do you have to do at that point? You got to scrape the boat. You got to, you got to loosen the prop up. You, you probably got to, you know, flush out, you know, the intakes. There's all these things that you have to do to allow it to run efficiently. The human body is no different. When we just get into our chair and we sit and we start typing or start driving, the body stops moving and, you know, fresh oxygen to the blood, you know, it's not moving as freely and the elasticity of our muscles, you don't have that same, same level of elasticity. It's happened to you before. It's like, if you're sitting a lot and someone stands up and you get out of your chair and you're just getting up slowly and you feel like this band stretching. You start doing that day in and day out, week in and week out, month in, month out, year in and year out, the body stops moving. And this is why we get injured. And good programming out there is going to basically take these things into consideration, whether you're being assessed or not. A good program out there is going to turn it around, take this into consideration and start assigning things to you or the next person who's downloading this program. And it's going to help unwind all that stiffness and tightness. And that's, and that's coaching. And that's training and that's proper programming. And that's something that the average Joe out there just isn't going to do. And what are they going to do? They're going to go in and do that same movement pattern over and over and over. It's like shoveling that same, I'll give you analogies over and over, but it's like shoveling that, that same path in that walkway to the garage, to the garage, to the garage. And then suddenly you say to yourself, oh shit, I needed another path over here. And the snow is too high right now for me to shovel. What am I going to do? And it's literally the same exact analogy. Like we need to move our joints in different fashions and different patterns and different planes. And we need to allow those joints to stay lubricated and that muscle to, to maintain a level of elasticity. And if we stop doing that, that's when our bodies feel terrible. You could stretch till you're blue in the face. It's just, there's, um, there's, there's another a way to focus and approach this that most people just don't know how to do. Yeah. I remember there was a dude that I went to, to college with and uh, he would only train like 
his shoulders in a specific way that they were like permanently like pulled forward. Like he had yeah. no, just no posture to him. And I was, just, I was always thinking to myself, like, dude, you got to notice that like, that has to hurt. You know, like they can't feel good. But you also get injured. I mean, you're only as strong as your weakest link. If you keep doing all those pressing motions and you develop a high level of strength, you're also going to develop a high level of weakness in another area. And at a certain point, something's going to get. Yeah. So just just going in and just you know working out sometimes. I mean, it's better than doing nothing, and it's better than just sitting on the couch. But you can actually t- cause a lot more harm to yourself. Uh, I definitely want to talk. I do. I, I agree with you. Um, and, I, and that's kind of where I was getting at where it's easy to fall into these. Uh, it's easy to fall into these patterns of just, this is what I'm doing. This is what I'm supposed to do. Like, at least I'm working out, but you know, I, I try to remind myself that it's supposed to be fun first of all. And, you know, and yeah, beneficial as well. So, you know, am I doing everything perfect? No. Um, but at the same time I'm having fun and I'm not mm. trying to, you know, impress anybody with like uh, walking around on a, on a beach or I'm not trying to, to be the biggest guy or the strong. I'm trying to be what I can do right now. Um, but you're doing good enough. And that's what I'm saying. When I'm saying right. you're doing good enough, you're going in there and you're allowing yourself to move in a very safe fashion, right. a very, a very fun way as well. Like it's got, like you said, it, it's got to be fun. I don't care how good the program is. If you're not enjoying it, what good is it? Yeah. But you're also not going in and just benching five days a week. You're not just going in there and getting on a bike and starting your warm with the bike and doing some bench and doing some lap pull downs and then, you know, saying, oh, well, I bike and I run, so I don't need to train my lower body. And then, you know, then in time, you start seeing this, this um, level of imbalance begin to develop. You're very dynamic with the way you train. You sometimes, you underplay it a little bit because you'll be like, oh, you know, I only had 20 or 30 minutes today. I'm like, oh my God, that's amazing. What did you do? Oh, I did carries. I did get-ups. I did some swings. I did some push. I'm like, fantastic. This is terrific. Like it's simple, but simple work. So um, I also think it's understanding that you don't need much, but you just, if you're not going to do much, you just want to make sure that there's some thought behind it and it's the right stuff. Yeah. Um, well, that, that actually leads into a good segue to uh, talk about the cover shoot we did um, for the muscle and fitness ball issue that's coming out in October. Uh, I'm working on how to, <laughs> the, the right ways to get it. Um, I'm getting there, uh, you know, putting it all together. But, uh, you know, the, the, the training that we discussed in there with you and, and the one that you did for the shoot it was more about you know movement and yeah, you can look fantastic doing it because you know, you prove it, right. but you know, I think it, it is different than a lot of people would maybe a, expect someone that's on the cover of a magazine. Um, and I can't believe there's still magazines uh, made of paper, uh, mm-hmm. but you know, I don't think a lot of people would expect someone like to, you to train like that. You know, they would, I think they expect like, they think of bodybuilding and they think of it as traditional sets and reps and he's just doing one body part a day or maybe two body parts a day, you know, the standard back and buys, chest try, whatever it is, but that's really not what you're doing. And I think the, the difference being is you're leaping around, you're moving as we talked about before in all different planes and, you know, you're not getting injured doing it. Whereas if you just trained so stiff and so regimented and then did that, you'd blow out your knee or you'd be like, you know, you blast your shoulders apart when you did a, a handstand, you know what I mean? So it's, mm-hmm. I'm hoping that that's what people take away from it. Um, especially because we're giving it out at, at the Olympia. And I think that that's, 
you know, there's something to be said at that. I think like there's look bodybuilding is, can be fun. Like it, it, it's a, nothing wrong with training that way. And I'm not, you know, bagging on it, but that's also not, there's more to it is what I'm saying. I, I think of fitness as a very broad field and a very broad definition and it's not tunnel vision. Like I don't, do, mm. I don't, I don't dump on CrossFit because people are at least moving and they're doing right. So if you want no, to right. be a bodybuilder, do it. Dude, that's awesome. Like it's, it's a discipline and it's hard. And especially it's hard to compete at it. It takes a shit ton of discipline. And oh my God. But you know, on the other side of that, there are people that just want to look better, feel better and move better. And I think that that's where a lot of them kind of find you if they don't know who you are already, because that's, yeah. that's the, that's the beat you've been pounding for a long time. No, well, I well, I appreciate it. And, and listen, there there is there is a there is a better approach out there. And it's funny with with programs. I find different programs fun. Like, do I ever train a body? You know, two body parts in a day, or do I ever do that bodybuilding style of training? Sure, when I feel like things might just get a little bit mentally monotonous. But they're they're, they're finding now that you know even training with more frequency. And cutting back on all that volume, you can actually get a much better response when it comes down to muscle growth. And in my opinion, less wear and tear on your joints and your nervous system to where you're allowing yourself to stay fresh. You were talking about, um, because I, I don't know if it's the same study you were talking about, but there was one that I saw, I don't, I don't remember how long ago, about you know using moderate to light weights can be just as effective as using like super heavy weights. You know, I think it's, um, which was... I wasn't shocked, but I, I wonder how many people that let that sink in. Yeah. You, you know, I think there is something to, to be said about, you know, moderate to, to light. I think you could obviously still grow off of, I think there's so many other variables and in factors in your life. Um, you know, if you're training moderate to light, you know, what's the frequency, meaning how frequently during the week are you coming back in and, and hitting those muscle groups again? And if that frequency is increasing, you might see a great response from, from that. Um, I think there's something to be said about that 80% approach though, where someone's coming in and they're cutting themselves into doing a set of 10, cutting themselves down two reps before two reps before always allowing themselves to feel fresh, allowing themselves not to wake up the next day and where their bodies are killing them. And, you know, in time they're just sore, 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 sore. And then your body starts breaking down. It's the most common thing I see with bodybuilders, you know, almost everyone I've been around almost not all of them. Um, you know, they are, they get into this good frame of mind for a period of time. And then after a while, it's like, they're working around things and they're suddenly like, it's a sore back, it's sore knees, it's sore hips. And they're never really, again, it's like shoveling that same path. They're always shoveling that same path instead of almost in a way I like to call it deloading to where they're not really cutting back on the intensity, but maybe they're doing movements that are a little bit more dynamic for a period of time to allow their bodies to just, um, move a little bit more freely and move a little bit more like an athlete. And I think that's something that a lot of bodybuilders are missing is the ability to kind of come in and know when they need to call an audible on that program where they might take, you know, two to four weeks off after Olympia. I wouldn't have any bodybuilder take off that period of time. I would, I'd have them in there, you know, training probably with more frequency and much less intensity to where they're going through the moments and they're working a lot on stability unilateral movements, movements that are requiring them to balance and stabilize and working on more mobility and getting their bodies to kind of feel good. And then 
their job is hypertrophy. But at least in that period of time, I feel like you can start really fixing the way they move and they feel. And I'm, I never really understood. I mean, the, the only thing I can put it on, and I have a lot of friends that are bodybuilders, is that when you become world-class at that level and something's working for you, you become very superstitious. And they're very smart people. Like they really put a lot of thought in their nutrition and their training, but turning around and moving away from something that enabled you to win a competition. It's a tough thing to do, you know? Yeah. I mean, so I want to go back to something that I sort of brought up and then skirted over it about, you know, ma magazines. It's, it's obviously a digital age. And, and, and as we move, especially as people uh, went in, into lockdown and quarantine and all that stuff from, from COVID-19, um, you know, of course, people are going to be turning more to apps. I know that uh, some studies found that worldwide, especially in 2020, uh, the first half of it, I think downloads of health and fitness apps were up in the you know 49 percent range. Or mm. something like that. I can believe it. No, I can. I mean, I mean, I can, I can. Yeah, because I'm sure people were like scrambling, trying to figure out what to do. Um, but I guess it goes back to you know why, if at all, is print still something that people care about like i know that having a cover was a big deal for you um, yeah. but why it's not i mean it's not going to change your um you know your income it probably isn't going to reach nearly as many people as say specific social media posts so what is it like what is it that makes it such a special thing you know it's it's in my opinion it's timeless one of those things that my kids will hold on to and my grandkids will hold on to and God forbid something ever happens to me one day. It's, it's, it's nice to, to know and see that I've really, I put a, a good fingerprint, um, you know, in the industry and I've been able to help out many people. Um, and for me, that's fun. And, and, and honestly, growing up, there's this emotional connection to it growing up, you know, I'll never forget watching, uh, looking at muscle and fitness and seeing, you know, my friends, Michael Hearn and Frank Seppi on the cover, but even before that seeing, you know, Arnold and Louie and seeing these guys and, um, you know, at a young age, that kind of molded me to want to, in a way, go down this path. And, um, you know, I would never, listen, let's, let's be very clear. I would never have been on the first cover if it wasn't for Sean and I would never have been on the second cover if it wasn't for you. So, you know, I think it's, it's also looking at the, the great relationships and friendships that, you know, I've been able to build, build with the magazine and the industry. And that's something that, you know, you want to represent in a certain way. And it's, it's, um, it's a great experience to be able to go into that, especially th that last year with you and your amazing wife, Erica, and the job that she did, it was, it was spectacular, but just the whole team getting together and everyone, it was just a feel good day. Having my good buddy, Arash Rabar show up. This guy took, you know, four hours out of his day helping me pump up. And he looked at me at one point. He's like, you're getting flat. I'm running out. He got me a Gatorade. He got me salt. He got me some banana, like a banana. And, you know, you, you just, fitness has brought so much to me, you know, from, you know, getting involved from at a young age when I had insecurities to a hearing problem, to a stuttering issue that I was able to work out most of the time. And fitness was the one constant that was able to give me confidence and was able to, bring like like a level of significance and importance to what I what I felt was the meaning of my life. It's definitely transitioned where now I have, a, I have a life and I have children and I have a business, but it's still fitness is such a big part of what we do. And I have everything to be grateful for that. So I think when someone's like the cover print, it's dying, this and that, it might not mean something to someone, but to me it it, it means everything. Cause you know, 
I think once in a while, you know, we, we don't always have great days, all of us, and we turn around or we might be struggling with certain things or family or health or whatever it is. And you could turn around and look at that cover and, you know, you say to yourself, wow, this is, you know, it's, this is a, this is a very happy time for me. This was something that really helped put me on a, a um, you know, a, a bigger pedestal, showed people that with someone like myself, I'm someone that likes to practice what I, what I preach. So, so don't downplay it, man. I mean, it's, it's been, um, it's been something for me. You don't realize what, what you did for me, you've done for me and what Sean's done for me and what, uh, what M and F has done for me. And it's just something you want to keep going. No, that's good to hear. Um, no, I, you know, maybe I'm old school, but I, I still do enjoy, uh, magazines. Uh, but you know, yeah. it's been, you know, we haven't put one together in, in a long time. This one was a different process. And it was a process I had to get used to myself. And it was, look, it was a challenge jumping right back into it. Cause it's like, sometimes you're so used to the, the digital space can be a lot faster and you're moving, you're doing things a lot quicker. Um, this is a little more calculated. And, uh, but sometimes there's a lot of moving parts too, that you don't understand until you're in it. And well, I didn't understand. I didn't understand until I actually saw um, what you, what you did for me the second time. Cause the first time, you know, we were all really emotional because we had the shoot. Sean just passed mm-hmm. and it was like a tribute to Sean, but you were thrown into it and you had to put that together. And I didn't really see different owners, different environment. And then this time around, the amount of detail that you put into it. And um, um, I mean, I'm, I'm, I, I'm talking as a friend, you, you know, this is, you and I don't have a business relationship. We have a very friendship uh, based relationship. And I was just, I was proud and honored to be a part of that process and see the love that you put into it. And um, I can't wait for people to see it and, and oh, uh, you know, just some oh, feedback that, and you did incredible. That does. It means a lot. Um, you know, cause you don't, again, these, these things, there's a lot of work that goes into them. So you don't have a lot of time to sit there and like ask for pats on the back. Uh, I just don't try to do that anyway. I just try to kind of move forward and move on to the next thing, which may or may not be a really good thing to do uh, mentally. I think it's probably better if you kind of celebrate your victories. And these, this was definitely one of those. And I mean, I'm still working on it. Um, thankfully, your portion's done. I'm still working on, you know, we haven't put together the cover yet. And this is all supposed to be, you know, done in the next day or so and it's it's hard but it's also like um you know you got to do it and it's it's kind of when you're you know you're training or you're running something and it's like you're at that last leg or you have those last few reps you just want to get that get through them and then you can kind of sit back and you know look at the the journey and see where you could have done things different or where you could have done them better um i really don't think in what we did, we could have done it better. I think Arash was a huge help. Um, I'm so glad he was there in a lot of different ways because we were a very small, you know, we ran lean um, this time. And I was certainly more hands-on in a lot of different ways than I, than I have been in the past. And I, I enjoyed it a little more. So, you know, I think that's something I would want to keep up. Yeah. Um, it, it was great to have having him there. And it was, um, it was great watching everyone genuinely work together. It's, it was, it was from Kristen Serafino to your wife, to yourself, to Arash, to Kabir. Everyone was kind of popping in. The goal was to just get the best shots. There was no like, who made this decision? Like, I, I genuinely felt that day that everyone was there for the common goal to get to, to allow that shoot to go as as good as possible. And that that to me left me with a really warm warm feeling. But 
I don't know, man. Like, you know, I think about what you've done for MNF and you've done for the magazine. And, you know, that's something I think you need to celebrate. Like, I, you know, I'm on the cover. You're someone that could turn around and look at how many different issues and say, you know what? I, I had my fingerprint on that and I put that together. And that's something that whether print lives on or not, it doesn't matter. You're going to have those. You, you can technically have those copies. And it's something you could talk to your kids about one day and just say, look, I had to put this together. Look, this was almost a colossal disaster, but we had to get this person. Like it's a story, but that's, but it's, it, it's all, you know, it all revolves around making people better. Cause yeah. when someone picks up a magazine, part of them, whether they're reading it for entertainment, like part of them, when they're looking at a fitness magazine, they want to improve their well being. They have the urge, what can I, is there something very palatable that I could take from this? Or is there a way I can be motivated to where I am going to, um, be able to be a little bit more consistent. It's always, you know, everyone fights it. And, you know, that, that power is in your hand. And I think that's something very special and it shouldn't be downplayed. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. And uh, this is, I think we could end on that note. I think we have a lot to talk about. We could definitely pick this up again. I love to. But for now, why don't we just let people know where they can get I, I in touch to. with you? Um, your address. Yeah, my, my phone number and address. My phone number is uh, Don Saladino on Instagram and uh, donsaladino.com um, is my website. If you guys DM me any questions, I usually get back to everyone. Um, this is just good, man. This is just a nice, no, it's good to be good, back. Man. It's good it's to really talk does. to you. Like we, uh, look, I know that you're busy running around. You're, you're, you know, you're uh, wheeling and dealing. And um, look, it's good to pin you down and to, to chat about stuff. And I think that I'd like to do it more often for sure. I would do it whenever you want you know my commitment to this so just let me know all right man all right brother you're the best all right later bro, bro. Bye. today's show is generously sponsored by gnc from the number one selling lit pre-workout to the game-changing burn mf beyond raw formulas are made to make a real difference and with the explosive flavors like jolly rancher watermelon and green apple gummy worm and iced tea lemonade you'll keep coming back for more so get to gnc or gnc.com and go beyond the fire with beyond raw